Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the tequila of good conversation, the lime of humour, mixing it with the ice of the internet, and salting the rim with the salt of friends. Salt in the rim, everybody! Salt the rim, you got to salt the rim for you a You've got to salt the rim. That's Ed Gamble, my name is James Acaster. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, we invite a guest into the dream restaurant, and we ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish, and drink, not in that order. And this week, our guest is... Jarvis, Jarvis Cocker. Cocker. It's Jarvis Cocker. Wow. Wow. The, uh, I mean, I, I I didn't think this would ever happen. This is exciting. Very exciting. This is um someone who uh, I get told I look like a lot, which I don't I don't think I do. Energy wise. Uh, Maybe it's just an energy wise thing. No, you both got reach. You're both lithe. Yeah. I'd say. Back in my online days, all I ever got on social media was photos of Jarvis Cocker every day saying James Acaster vibes or all this or like photos. And I I didn't really see it much myself. I don't think Jarvis will agree. Well, you know, finally, I get to decide. Yeah, you get to line because you're going to be in the side by side. You're going to be in the same room, and I, I think I know what people mean. Probably just like the sort of you know slightly wiry like yeah. you got a yeah you, you got the similar stance maybe but mm-hmm. i mean facially i wouldn't i wouldn't say so at all no but that yeah tell that to the public ed i will oh when we are I'm right telling, now tell them right now i do have reminded you that they do listen to this the public yeah uh but obviously i think are we in national treasure ter- territory yeah this is national treasure i think we're national treasure territory yeah right? yeah yeah another one we have a lot of national treasure it's got enough for a, a treasure chest now yeah we've got a whole chest 
I love them. No context off menu. Yeah. Put that together. Little yeah. treasure chest. <laughs> put, put all the national treasures we've ever had into the same treasure chest. Peek it, peek it out. Uh, very excited to have Jarvis on the pod, uh, especially as he's written a book. He's written his memoir, James. Good good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop. I've suggested the title Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah. I thought that might it might be called that. But then then I realised it's a memoir, so it, it's non-fiction. So. Sure. Pulp non-fiction doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, it's a bit clunky. Yeah, and yeah, also, yeah. I mean, it's such a famous film that you risk people thinking it's a book about the film Pulp Fiction. I'd be happy to read that. I'd be happy to read Jarvis Cocker's take on Pulp Fiction. Sure, well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, let's pitch that to Jarvis. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Uh, but unfortunately, if Jarvis has a secret ingredient that we have pre-decided upon, he will be removed from the restaurant, which is going to be very so awkward. Sorry. And today's secret ingredient is going to be... Cold, cold spinach leaves. Spinach leaves. Cold spinach leaves. Look, I like spinach, Sorry. James. I'm a spinach head. Yeah, spinach is great. But you know what? I like a wilted spinach. Mm. I like a cooked spinach. I like yeah. spinach in a curry, something yeah. like that. Cold spinach leaves in a salad. Mm. What are you doing there? I'm You're not supposed to be cold. I'm tired of them. I find them boring. Um, Benito loves them. He asked us to make that known, uh, yeah. to, to you know, give a bit of balance there. Yeah. But... And look, I'll, I know that I'm going to eat them again. I'll do it to be healthy, have sure. them in salads and whatnot. But I do find it extremely dull. I don't it, mind them in a, mix, in a mixed like bag. When they're in a mixed bag with your rockets, your watercresses, mm. I, you can get away with it because your rockets and your watercresses, peppery. Uh-huh. They're fun, right? They're bringing something to the party. Sure. It doesn't matter if the odd spinach leaf sneaks in there. But the stalks, the stalks are too I don't like the chewy size and stringy. Of you don't like the size of them? They're going into my mouth. The, si- the, the, the size of a spinach leaf just feels awkward and annoying. Yeah. Like got... it's d- a bit too big. Yeah, just slightly too big. Yeah, I don't like it. And the texture's slightly too rubbery. You don't um, have a small mouth, though. No, but the, the size of a spinach leaf, I don't like it. Normal mouth. Not like my um, my tour manager's got a tiny mouth. Has he? Little yeah. mouth, little Paul. Mouth, little mouth, Paul Brown. <laughs> he, uh, we worked out we were staying in, in a hotel, and they had one of those cow milk jugs where you pour the milk and it comes out the cow's mouth. It's exactly the same size as Paul's mouth. <laughs> I'll show you a picture later. Thank you. Just thought I'd get that in there. Yes. Yeah, so if Jarvis uh, picks cold spinach leaves... Yeah. Gone, I'm afraid. It will be gone. Apologies, Jarvis, but yeah. hopefully that won't happen. I'm doing some autumn dates of my tour, James. Mm. Uh, edgamble.co.uk for tickets. Uh, the show's called Electric. Very excited, like September, October, November. Around then, come and watch me on it. Very exciting. And you can pre-order my book, James A. Kessel's Guide to Quit in Social Media, Being the Best You You Can Be and Curing Yourself of Loneliness, Volume 1. You can pre-order it wherever you get your books. And now, this is the off-menu menu of Jarvis, Jarvis Cocker. Cocker. Welcome, Jarvis, to the Dream Restaurant. Yeah. Welcome, Jarvis Cocker, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. make a reservation. You didn't need to. It's been your destiny. Oh, right, okay. We all make a celestial reservation at the Dream Restaurant as soon as we're born. Yeah, yeah. And now to James's more important question. Do you believe in destiny, Jarvis? Dest- um, no. No. <laughs> No. Did you th- did you consider it then? No, all no, in that moment? no I used to. Uh, well, do you ever get deja vu? Do you ever get yes? Yeah. So I did used to think sometimes if once you had that feeling, that was like a sign that you were on the right path. Like it's like, as you say, you had a destiny, mm. and because you were getting this feeling, like I've been here, I've done this before, that meant that like yeah, you were you were following the right path. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I haven't had deja vu for a long time, so maybe I subconsciously I think I've wandered off the path or something. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't particularly... It's a dangerous thing to believe in because it 
can make you complacent, I think. Yeah, mm. then you never feel like you're making a decision. You always feel like you're doing the right thing regardless, right? Well, yeah. But then again, I really hate pushy people as well. You know, yeah. people, for instance, if you're in a restaurant, you know, somebody would say, right, I want this table. And, you know, people who, like, really have a go at the waiter or whatever, like, yes, bring me yeah. bring me a gallon of gravy. That's not enough! Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all stuff like that. So I guess that's somebody who doesn't believe in destiny, who thinks, like, I'm going to be in control of every situation. I yeah. don't believe in that. It's my destiny to have a gallon yeah, of gravy. I don't know what I believe in. Yeah. I believe in something. <laughs> well, I believe in... I believe in... Um, people say go with the flow, don't they? Yeah. Is that the same as destiny? I think with the flow. Is it, is it... But the flow could change, right? Mm. Yeah, I suppose what I mean by that, I suppose, is like important things that have happened to me, major things, have always been things that I haven't planned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's never, uh -huh. you know, I think sometimes when you plan something, it's going to be amazing. This is going to be so awesome. And then when it comes to it, it's a bit of like, hmm, whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> and then something amazing, like you meet somebody totally out of the blue or, or whatever. And it can blow you away. But then with music, if you're releasing an album, there's a lot of planning involved. So is it often at the end when it comes out, you're just like, Meh. no, because well, but the making of music is 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 much more of a um, random process. Mm. You know, that's that's what I like about it. You know, you can walk into a room with some instruments in the morning, and you leave it later that day with a song. And to me, that's still kind of a magical thing. You know, that you can do that. Sometimes the song might not be that great, but you you do something, you yeah. know, and and you, you you can manufacture something yourself, and I think that's good. You just have to kind of launch yourself into it and see what happens. Yeah, and and uh, it's not too thought out. The end bit, yeah, when it's all recorded and yeah. you have to go and try and flog it to people, then that is a bit different, you know. Yeah, yeah, you've heard it a million times by then as well. It's not it's not going in the room that morning and discovering it. It's yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like when you first like get an idea for a song. Say you like in a room like we could be jamming now if we all had instruments. Yeah, sort of yeah. We could be, sort of. You, you, didn't jamming, you right? play the drums at one point? Yeah, he's a bassoon like, yeah. player. Oh well, yeah, bassoon. Not for a long time, Jarvis, but right, I, you that's know, I a used good to, instrument. Used yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to dabble with the bassoon. Okay, that's good. Drums, bassoon, and vocal. That could be yeah, like that a, could be something. A new, a new <laughs> thing. <laughs> a good band. <laughs> Pretty nifty band, actually. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you start jamming around or whatever, and something happens, and then. That's really exciting, that point. You know, when you get first get the idea for a song and you think, God, this song could be anything. And then it's always when you when you kind of then have to go and record it or get it ready to play live, it always kind of gets kind of tamed. And in the end, you think, mm, yeah, maybe this one isn't going to change the world. But it's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at that first moment, it's like, uh, wow, this could be anything. And that's exciting. Yeah. Is that how you feel about a meal sometimes? That, you're, you're at the start of the meal. This could be anything. Could be the best meal you've ever had. Well, yeah, you never know, do you? I mean, you've got clues. Yeah, that's what I think. You walk clues. into a restaurant, square plates. I would just turn around and walk <laughs> straight back out. You know what I mean? You have to, you have yeah. to be really aware of those things. Yeah. So if I if I was to walk in and see a square plate, I'd just say, look, I think we've made a mistake here. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's get out. What sort of food would you expect that if you're in a square if you're in a square plate restaurant? Yeah. There must have been a time Waffles? when you've had a square plate. <laughs> Is it square food as That's well? Well, you, you've actually come up with maybe the only justification for a square plate <laughs> i can think of a square a waffle yeah because yeah. there isn't that much square food no there isn't around yeah i guess and, bread i guess like a sandwich or something 
Yeah, again, if it was a restaurant that was just serving slices of bread, you'd be thinking, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I associate it with fussy food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they've thought too much about the plates. Like, we're going to be a bit different. We're going to have square plates. So then it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be a bit different. We're going to mix sweet and savoury and then put it in a cream sauce or something like You know, mm. they're, they're probably too fussy. So you're a bit more straightforward with your food. You want, yeah. like, honest straight food. Straight-edge food. Straight-edge food. Yeah, like straight-edge <laughs> music, yeah. I'd like to see you in a straight-edge band, Jarvis. Yeah. Like I am in, in one. I am in one. We're just not known as it. You yeah. haven't made it. You're not, you're not like minor threats shouted it from the rooftops. <laughs> oh. You're not in a straight-edge band, are you? Well, straight-edge, as I understand it, which is like a... Is Adam a, Betts still in your band? Oh, you're saying he's a monster. <laughs> Adam Betts is a monster. <laughs> Adam Betts, yeah, Adam plays the drums in the band, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Adam drink a beer. Have you seen him drink a beer before? I've seen him drink a beer. No, I suppose you're right. <laughs> I've got, right. got yeah. Serrated edge. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah, serrated edge. edge. Serrated. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about your book as well before we get into your menu proper. We don't have to. You don't want to? No, we, we, of course, it's nice if it gets mentioned, but uh, we don't have to. We are going to talk about it for your PR's sake, if no one else, Jarvis. <laughs> yeah, right. they'll come after us. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones we're really scared of. All right, okay. Good, good pop, bad pop is what we've been struggling with. We, we struggled to say it. Have you struggled to say it? Good pop, bad pop. No, so you're I've been practising because I'm fine. going on this publicity jaunt, so I've got yeah, to be able yeah. to pronounce the title of the book. What's the title come from? Um, see, my stomach made a noise. <laughs> yeah. We've not even started talking about food yet. And Loved it, it. it. Well, it's a adaptation of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. At first, actually, a few years ago in the run-up to Brexit and all that, I, re- I wrote a, a, like, a little pamphlet. You know, there's a, Rough Trade Books do these, like, they're nice, like... Uh, well, they are pamphlets, I mean, maybe, like, 18 pages or something, and, and um, I did, like, a thing for that. And then I just thought, oh, that's a good title. I, I, I should use it for something else. Originally, my book was going to be called This Book is a Song. Uh-huh. Very poetic. Same, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know, halfway through writing it, I, I kind of started again, and so I thought I'll change the title as well. And Good Pop, Bad Pop seemed to work because I was born in a kind of pop age and I kind of felt that I was a bit kind of brought up by it in a way, by Mm. the stuff that I saw on the telly or songs that I heard on the radio. You know, they give you an idea of what the world's going to be like, don't they? Whether it's accurate or not uh, is another thing, but they kind of do raise you in a bit. So pop's had a good effect on me, but then probably a bad effect on me as well. And, And in the book, we talk about that a little bit. Also, Pop kind of uh, has been hijacked by by evil people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like advertising people, politicians, you know, they, they kind of... The pop that I think is good pop, and this is where I sound like some kind of old bloke going on about, oh, back in the olden days, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, the pop music that I was around when I was a kid, and, and people were really into it. You know, kids would come to, to school with a radio to listen to the chart rundown, uh, like the midweek thing and stuff like that. And... And, you know, singles were quite cheap. You could buy it and then everybody would kind of see... It was a bit like betting on the horses or something, you know, like hoping that the band that you liked, their record would go up in the charts that week. And, you know, it was quite a kind of national pastime. And I liked that. And I liked the fact that weird records would be hits that nobody could have predicted. And sometimes record companies would spend loads of money on promoting something and it would just bomb. Yeah. And then something would come out of nowhere and stuff like that. And so... To me, that was good pop because it was like people were making it themselves. They were kind of involved in it. Mm-hmm. Now it's bad pop. <laughs> now it's Simon Cowell, you know. Now it's yeah, like, sure. like uh, that's, that's, in music terms, he's... 
He's bad, Pop. feel like it might be being wrestled from those guys now. It's wrestled out of their grips a bit now with the way the internet is. Of such a, just everyone can just, again, just put it out themselves. Mm. I think you're going to see the end of him soon. People like yeah, that. well, that'd I be think great. You think, the... what, so you're saying like Good Pop could be coming back? I think Good Pop's coming back. You might. The next edition of the book might have to be called Good Pop, Bad Pop, Good Pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's start with your meal. All right. Okay. We always start with still or sparkling water. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought about this. And yeah. what about somewhere in the middle? Because mm. not all sparkling waters are equally fizzy. True. Like, for instance, Perrier, yeah. mega fizzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if you get something like a San Pellegrino, mm -hmm. not that fizzy. Yeah. You say this is a dream restaurant, so to celebrate that, let's have some bubbles, but not too much bubbles that yeah. will give us kind of like we're burping all the time, which isn't very nice when there's other people. I, I assume there's other people in the restaurant. Well, you it's, want it's, it's your dream. Oh, right. So if, if you yeah. want to be eating in a completely empty restaurant, just oh, you right. or just with someone else that you know, that's fine too. What about eating round a corner? <laughs> you can you want everyone else. Yeah, so that you can hear yeah. that the people yeah. there. Yeah, but you're around the no, corner. Actually, in a corner is my favourite place to be in a restaurant. Facing outwards or inwards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, outwards. Outwards. Yeah, because then you know there's no... Uh, I don't know whether it's a kind of um, instinct that you know you can't be attacked or something yeah. like that, but yeah. you're in the corner, so you don't have to worry about anything that's happening behind you, and then you kind of look out into the room and you can see what's going on. That yeah, is yeah. my favourite place to be. And if I'm with my girlfriend, which I would hope that she was allowed to come to this restaurant. Of course, restaurant. she's yeah. invited, so, yes. Yeah. So what we normally do is either be sat next to each other or... If you're in a corner, then you can kind of be one person on one angle of the corner and one mm. near the other. So I don't like sitting opposite someday. It seems like a job interview or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a confrontational, just being opposite people. Like I'm opposite you now, you know, it's like... It feels like we feel a bit... <laughs> at no, but it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially yeah. At, a dinner table where you're quite close. Yeah. If you sit next to each other, then you've both kind of got the same... You're looking at the same thing, so you've got something to talk about. Then it's, like, it's more like you're at home, really. Then, isn't it? If you're sat sort of next yeah, to each other, it yeah, feels a bit, bit more or you're watching the telly or yeah. something, you know, then you yeah. can just like pass comment on the plates or the people or the, you know. Yeah, I don't meal with my girlfriend recently in the restaurant, and we just sat opposite each other, and um, nothing to say to her. Right? Behind her, there was like there was no, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. <laughs> behind her, there was nothing. But behind me, there was a window. There's all these plants outside in kind of a little jungle. And there was mm. these stray cats that kept on going down and playing together. And she yeah. was having a great time <laughs> watching all of that. And they were all friends. So there was a story she was building in her head about how they all met. I was looking at nothing. Yeah. So did you want to be looking at the stray cats as well? Yeah. You, you wanted that rather yeah. than you both were had nothing to look at and had to talk to each other? Yeah, I'd rather that. I was sat on her side with her. And we got to yeah. both see the stray cats rather than her go... I'd see her face change, and then I'd quickly spin round to try and look at the stray cat, and it had yeah. gone or whatever, and I'd, I'd have missed it. Yeah. What's your dream animal to see while you're eating, Jarvis? Yeah. Um, not a rat. Not a rat. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like rats. <laughs> well, I once saw a mouse. It was a restaurant that I used to like to go to in Paris, because uh, I lived there for a while. And uh, I used to go in the daytime. It was always really busy at night, and um, if you went in the daytime, it was quite quiet. So quiet that sometimes the mice would get emboldened you know and uh, and i remember just like eating something and watching it was walking along the top of the exit sign you know like, yeah. like that and i was thinking fucking stay up there don't come down here um because i'm quite scared of mice are you yeah that's quite funny isn't it 
Not really. <laughs> not if <laughs> not, the, not if the fear is, is as strong <laughs> as it is with me. But I think, yeah, as a tall person myself, I feel I can say that you know, tall people being afraid of mice is visually funny, visually probably, amusing, probably. like a car- it's cartoonish. Yeah, I guess you know, so. I get um, compared to you a lot. Do you know this? No. When I used to be on, I'm not on social media anymore. When I used to be, mm-hmm. every single day, people would tweet me photos of you. Yeah. Saying James Acaster's having a nice time or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking that, that. Well, now we're in the same room. You can see. It's yeah, probably I get to, not. I get what do you think? Compare. Not that true, is it? it, it? True, is it? There's some some nice similar energies, and you're both yeah. you're quite lithe. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think I wouldn't mm. say you look you look like each other. Don't look like each other, do no. we? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to say this now, Jarvis. I don't want you to be scared. But James played a mouse in a film. Oh, yeah. so I don't know yeah. how that makes you feel about him. Would you be scared of me if you know that I played a no, mouse in Cinderella? No, because actually, strangely enough, maybe we are more similar than you think. I've played a mouse in a film. There you go. What? There was this thing on Netflix at the beginning of this year called The House. Uh-huh. And uh, it was like a, you know, like stop motion animation. Yeah. But it wasn't for kids. It was kind of a quite strange film, actually. Quite good. And it had like three stories all based in the same house. And I was in the middle story. I was a mouse property developer. I was kind of <laughs> doing the house up to flip it on, you know, trying to sell it at a yeah. profit. Yeah. This is amazing. There you go. We've both been so ma- what, what, what's your mouse's name? He didn't have a name. He was no? just the mouse property developer. <laughs> there can't be that many of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't true. need a named character when it's a Probably mouse right. property developer. No one's going to get me. What up. was your mouse's name? John. John. Right. Yeah. And what, tell, tell what, what did you have to do? Cinderella. All right. So I uh, I changed from a mouse into a footman. But was this like live action, real? Yeah, but then right. the, the mouse CGI mouse, and then gets changed into me as a as a boy, mm. as you see me now, and then I got changed back into the mouse again. But yeah, it was me, Ramesh Ranganathan, his mm. mouse was called Ramesh, and James Corden, and his mouse was called James. Right. My mouse was called John, because right. John Mulaney was meant to play that part, but cancelled. So. <laughs> I had to fill in for him at the last minute. <laughs> that will make me laugh every time you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Pop dubs or bread? Pop dubs or bread? Jarvis Cocker? Pop dubs or bread? Um, well, I'm trying to be a bit gluten free uh-huh. nowadays. I mean, we just watched you eat a panini. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not really succeeding. You yeah. did say trying, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you don't want to fill yourself up on bread before you start the meal, do you? Yeah. You don't want to do that. So. Uh, Oh, it's a proper connection. No, no, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go for like some it. bread. There's other things bread. you have prawn crackers. Could, could you have like a Melba toast? Yeah. yeah, you could have a Melba toast. You know toast. that super. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. The I can have some Melba crispy. toast, yeah. please. Yeah, you can have some Melba no toast. No one's ever had Melba toast before. No, have they? I don't think so. Right. Okay. It's quite exciting when we get a new one. Okay. Although, it's super, I don't know. Super, like, very like thin. It's thin and it's toasted. It's super brittle, yeah. Yeah. Would you join anything on that? Would you spread it? Just switch? a tiny scraping of butter. Yeah. <laughs> was that your mouse voice? <laughs> yeah, the mouse. The, property the mouse had a normal voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, your voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, normal-ish. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> That's where the, why they're hiring you for your voice, I'd imagine. I'd imagine yeah. They would be very disappointed if you turned up and started doing a mouse voice. Yeah. Mm. That's what's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying when like actors do like voices for stuff and they put on an accent yeah. for a cartoon. You go, why have you hired that person? Yeah. <laughs> Just hire someone that's from there. And I was about to give an example, but now I'm not going to give the example because I know what would happen. Uh, but no? Ah. Uh, no? Yes. Uh, no. James is referring to Shrek um, because um, James does a very good Shrek impression. Would you uh, like okay. to hear James's Shrek impression, Jarvis? Yeah, come on. Well, what would you like me to talk about Shrek, Jarvis? 
Imagine you're talking to the donkey about yeah. uh, its uh, personal hygiene. Personal <laughs> hygiene. <laughs> mm. Donkey, you gotta wash behind your ears. You're being so disgusting, donkey. You gotta brush your teeth, donkey. Come over here and listen to me while I'm talking to you. How do you feel about that? Um, well, I'm glad to have witnessed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time since I've seen Shrek, so yeah. I can't say exactly yeah, how I feel. It well, it's very good. Yeah. The film and James's impression, both both excellent. Equally good. Hmm. Um, there's Shrek the Musical, um, which is available to watch on Netflix, and I popped on the first five minutes the other day, and it's utterly horrifying. Yeah? Yeah. It's terrifying. Is it live action? A man dressed as Shrek. This oh, is Shrek no. the Musical. Shrek- as in, like, a live stage yeah. version of Shrek the Musical. Oh, no. A big green man. Do you like musicals as a musician? Oh, God. Um, no, I don't. Like, when I used to do a radio show on Six Music on a Sunday... When I got in the lift, it would always be Elaine Page on. Uh-huh. And she plays loads of yeah. musicals. So I, just try, I can last about, even the length, you know, it's only three floors. In the, yeah. But I, by the time I was got to the third floor, I was going, please let me out of this lift. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so... <laughs> you know, that kind of... I just hate it. It's like, shut up. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah, I'd watch you that musical. You, was... you think I could get a job on Shaftesbury Avenue? Yeah, I'd watch yeah. you and Shrek the musical if you were doing that. Yeah. I think a pulp jukebox musical, <sighs> but then people turn up and it's everyone's doing it in that voice would be... Yeah, that, that <laughs> would be a funny. desecration. Yeah. <laughs> I think pulp fans would like that, though. If there was a pulp the musical... And it was all your hits, but everyone sang it like that, not really enunciating <laughs> yeah. any of the lyrics. And just You're just trying to notes. finish what's left of my career. <laughs> starter, your dream starter. You're sat in the corner with your girlfriend, looking out at the restaurant. I don't know about you personally, but sometimes I'm impatient just to get to the, yeah. to the main course. Yeah, yeah. Starter's you know, a bit worse. Wh- whether you really... I mean, I suppose... But then again, no, sometimes no. it just fills in a bit of time. Mm. So if you just say, well, I'm going to go for a main, and then you might have to wait like 40 minutes whilst they cook it or something. Yeah. So you have to go for something reasonably small. I might just go for a classic, such as a prawn cocktail. As soon as you said classic, yeah. I knew it's going to be a prawn cocktail. Yeah. yeah, it is the ultimate classic starter. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is that you can think, oh, maybe that's ironic or whatever, but a nice prawn cocktail is really good. Yeah. And it fulfills the criteria of a starter because it kind of comes and there's, there's a volume to it but most of it's just lettuce really uh-huh. and then some pink that Mary Rose sauce stuff you've got some big prawns you got king prawns no I wouldn't go for you want, you want the tiddlers I will have yeah in fact mine would be more like a shrimp cocktail uh-huh. I don't like them massive prawns no no that 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 stems from going on a holiday to Spain with my mum when I was younger they would make those paella things, you know, uh-huh. giant one for yeah. about like for about fifty people, yeah. and they'd have these them giant prawns. Like, oh god! I suppose it was a kid, so they just looked massive. <laughs> so from <laughs> your like perspective, some, it's like some kind of, and then you had to get hold of them, and they were like greasy, and you had to kind of, like, and then your hands were all covered in like yellowy stuff, and um, then you're supposed to eat it, and then you've got like the head there looking at you, like I didn't yeah. like it, so I've never. <laughs> Got over that so much, so I prefer the the shrimps to be just like you know white knobbly things. Mm. Yeah. You don't have to remove anything. They're just straight in the mouth, no mess. Yeah, around, there's no, no kind of peeling. And, yeah. and stuff like that. What would be more scary, looking up at an exit sign and a mouse going across it, or a king prawn scuttling across? <laughs> it? Well, a king prawn. I mean, out of water, he's he's, he's useless. I, so yeah. I wouldn't feel that scared. The thing about a mouse is it can move so fast. Mm. 
that's why I was looking at it on top of that exit sign because I knew that you know, they can be just down yeah. by you in, in a matter of, in the twinkling of an eye, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I didn't like. Mm. On occasions, I have had a mouse in the flat I was living in once and uh, I was a nervous wreck because you always think you're seeing it out of the corner of your eye and stuff like that. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. The first place I lived in in London, just mice everywhere. Yeah. And one of my housemates woke up and there's a mouse on her face. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, what did she do? I mean, she, 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 she didn't stay in the in the flat or the house. No, we we complained to the landlord mm. and he, he evicted us. <laughs> that's my favourite mouse. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's what happened. We said, so there's mice everywhere. He went, get out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're renting. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be there. Good tenants. Yeah. You were, you were in, in her bed. Uh, when I was a student uh, in our house once, I walked into the kitchen and there was a frog in there. Really? Massive frog. Yeah. I think there was like a hole in the back door or something and the frog had come in. Like a sort of strange. And what cat. was it doing? Was it like on a work surface? It or? was on the floor, but it was right. hopping. It could have hopped up to the work surface. It was yeah. big, big hops, but I had to sort of bundle it up in a tea towel. I sort of secured the tea towel at the top and sort of let it. Let well, it that's out. very humane. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tricky to. I'm not going to splat a frog in the kitchen. Yeah. It seems like I'm making more work for myself. So for you, the starter is. Like, I'm a starter boy, Jarvis. He loves oh, starters. Right. It's his favourite course. I love starters because mm. it's a little bonus mini meal for me. Mm. But it seems like you're talking about the amount of lettuce is key because it it's sort of got volume, but it takes yeah. up time while you're eating the lettuce while you're waiting for the main course. Yeah, yeah. You don't. It's all about not peaking too soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know. I, I know that there is a thing. You know, sometimes people will have. Three starters and that's it. They don't even bother with the main. Not me. I'll have three starters and then the main. Right. I, lo- I love a starter. Right. But the idea of just chewing lettuce to fill time before the main comes. No, it's not so much that. It's just pacing yourself. Yeah. It's pacing. I've never, I've never had that skill, yeah. unfortunately. No, he's very, like, as a little boy, you get very excited about having a, a share of starter to himself. Yeah, I'm very greedy. I was a very greedy little boy and I'm a greedy big boy. <laughs> Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. 
Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So your dream main course then, the thing you're looking forward to that you don't want to you don't want to fill up too much on the prawn cocktail. So what's the main course going to be? Yeah, I've taken this podcast very seriously. Very glad to yes, hear it. And, uh, so I've, I, I wrote down quite a few options. If you want to shout out some honourable munchins, you can. Well, they're all over the place. <laughs> some are high and some are low. Do I start low and go, and, and start low and go high? <laughs> this could be like when you were a little boy listening to the radio in the playground, the, the charts. This is yeah. like us. We'd have gathered around the radio, listen to the charts of your see what's done well. Your top ten meals. Yeah, well, I suppose back in the midst of time, let's we could do chronologically. Yeah, actually. that'd be lovely. So yeah. At one point, my favourite was that boil in the bag cod in butter sauce. You know. Yeah. But that was kind of practicality because that was when I first came to London and, and we were going to raves, mm-hmm. and so I, I kind of came up with this thing that you had to eat the blandest food possible before going out all night because uh-huh. otherwise there may be consequences so um <laughs> so i just used to have cod in butter sauce and mashed potato just very basically white food yeah to just yeah. give you energy maybe for the some night. peas yeah. might be involved there um you're feeling risky chuck, chuck some peas and i still kind of like that but do you, you like wouldn't that get that in it, a restaurant no but yeah. do you do you think you like eating that sort of stuff because it makes you feel like you're about to go yeah, to a rave? Right. Must do. It must have that effect on you now. I wanted to feel like I was still. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, maybe my raving days are behind me. Basically, Pavlovian though. You, yeah. you, you feel that cod on your on your tongue. Muscle memory. Well, and then I'd like get up. Like, yeah. <laughs> Coming up on the cod. Yeah, that wouldn't. Then I might get thrown out of the restaurant. If yeah. I suddenly, like stood on the table, like. <laughs> I thought he was in a straight edge band now. He's absolutely <laughs> off his face on cod. Boiling yeah, <laughs> the bag, cod and butter sauce. <laughs> yeah, but I still do like some fish. Fish is quite a good one. Mm. It seems like I've got an obsession with only eating things that aren't heavy. But I don't like that feeling that then when you like, sat there like, and, and yeah. you feel like weighed down by Yeah, food. and like a bit bilious. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, actually, one thing that I meant to say at the beginning of this conversation is that like, I don't think that, like, music and food go together at all. Really? Yeah. In what way? I don't know. They just seem to be the dif- different things somehow. Like eating food at- while listening to music? Terrible. You hate it? <laughs> and just, I remember, you know, um, there was a festival on Blackheath. Uh, I think it was, it was rumoured that it was partly funded by John Lewis. It's called On Blackheath. It, was, it started, mm-hmm. like, about ten years ago yeah. or something. And... Um, I was DJing there, and then I was walking around the site, and they did have like weird, they'd, they'd like a, they were like little mini stages, but then there was a guy coming on cooking. You know, uh-huh. it's really, really <laughs> weird to watch somebody doing that. And then, and then there was one festival that we played in Switzerland. It was, and in the backstage area, they had like you know that raclette stuff that they have, like uh-huh. it's like melted cheese. Yeah, well, they like scrape the melted cheese off. Yeah, right? and then you'd like dip bits of bread in. Yeah. So they had one of those backstage. And it was on all the time. All the time we were playing, all I could smell was like really strong melted cheese the whole way through. Yeah. Which was like, it was killing me because I was going, oh, it smells nice. And so then it's it's putting you off. You know, it's like, I don't know. And then the real bad thing was we finished the concert and I went back and they turned the fucker off. So, <laughs> so I didn't even get any of it. I just got smell. tortured by it. Like, and then it was like, you know, some bands have a dry ice machine. Some bands have like a cheese <laughs> fog machine. And uh, that wasn't really the vibe I was looking for. I, I, yeah, I don't think it goes together that well. I don't know what you're... 
opinion. No, I see. Uh, from like from a, a gig goer's perspective, mm. I never enjoy a gig as much as if I've eaten a big meal beforehand. Because mm. I don't feel like I can throw myself into. Yeah, it and you and wouldn't really stand board. there eating no a sandwich or something mm. whilst watching, or would you? I don't. No, know. I wouldn't because yeah. I think of it. At, so from a comedian's perspective, whenever I've done a gig yeah. where like weekend comedy clubs. And they give people food to eat as well. Like they're getting, you know, burger and chips and pints mm. and watching the comedy. It's very distracting. And it mm. really feels like you're bottom of the pecking order when someone's mm. tucking into chicken in a basket while you're trying to tell jokes. We did a gig together once. And um, during my set, uh, an audience member shouted out, where's my fucking chips? And it was um, very, <laughs> very depressing for me. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it happen. Um, it, I remember it. I remember it so distinctly. It was in, uh, it was in Leicester. Uh, and it was in a cinema. They had a w- room where they did gigs in this uh, showcase cinema. And a woman shouted at James, where's my fucking chips? Uh, and James immediately said, with no gap whatsoever, I'm never doing this gig again. <laughs> it was in Coventry. But <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, remember yeah. it that distinctly. Coventry uh, showcase. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'd imagine it's more dangerous for you because if you tell a joke and then people laugh, then like, yeah, all over bits the place. of there you food go. are going to come All over on. the place, yeah. yeah. Forget it. Alex James says that, and forgive me, I don't know what the uh, relationships are between various people in Britpop, <laughs> but um, Alex James has a festival, doesn't he, that's food and music, is that correct? Arrest my case. <laughs> <laughs> that was him with the cheese machine trying to put you off. <laughs> Maybe it was, yeah. Yeah, he makes his own cheese, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> I saw, have you heard of David Albarn? Al- 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 <laughs> have I heard of him? Yeah, of course. I saw I, him I, do I, a gig I, the yeah. other day. And mm. it was all newish stuff that no one had really heard. Mm. And at one point, him and his band started playing a song and everyone started... There's no lyrics yet, no vocals. And he's doing the song, he's building and building. And everyone started going, oh, he's, gonna, he's covering common people. This is exciting. He's about to cover... Because it was just the chords to common people in the same river, but everyone was like, it's going to be common... And it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just ripped you off. No, well, I... Can't Take say that because court. that song is very, very simple, so it's not hard to be playing the riff to it, really. It's only got yeah. three chords. You're so a generous man. I don't think Damon would do that. No, he, he wouldn't do it, but <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's fun to it's say. Fun, fun to start some beef. Fun to try and be a little stirrer. Little I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that. No, I, knew you, I knew you wouldn't. If I thought there was any risk, I wouldn't have even bothered. What else is on this potential on list? list of mains? Baked potatoes are nice. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Aren't they? Now, someone came on this podcast recently and said that they were better than chips and that chips were overrated. Would you agree with that? I don't see why it has to be an either-or situation. Sure. Yeah. You know, one of the most swanky meals I ate was a baked potato with caviar on it. Oh. That, that's incredibly mm. swanky. Where was this? That was in Paris. Yeah. Do you remember in the, the restaurant? Mouse, in the Mouse restaurant? It was called... It wasn't in the Mouse restaurant, no. It was... It's a place <laughs> that called... That wasn't caviar, if it wasn't. Called Caviar Caspia. <laughs> Caviar Caspia. Yeah. Oh, its main claim to fame was that you can eat the caviar. You can have caviar there, yeah. And was it just caviar on, on the baked potato? Or was there like some other was a tiny little bit of soured cream as well. Oh! oh that. Yeah. That's a nice touch. Yeah. You know, because a baked potato, I'm not saying it's a humble meal, but it's mm. like, it's a pretty standard meal, isn't it? So yeah. I quite like the fact that you're having like the poshest baked potato that could be imagined, really. Yeah. How, could, how could you make it posher than that? That's yeah. almost posher to do like something like a baked potato with caviar on it than just to have the caviar. Because mm. you're almost mm. saying, like, look at this normal thing. Look what we'll do with this really expensive thing. We'll put it on a baked potato. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so fancy. It's a bit, bit dirty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was dirty, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that I don't know whether I would have that though. I mean, that's like a thing that you would have occasionally. I'm really, as I realise, I'm I'm really giving you more like unusual main courses that I've had in the course of my life. Also in Paris, other cities are available, but (laughs) uh, there's a restaurant that only serves souffles, and I didn't really know much about souffles. They were always like a joke in in kind of 70s sitcoms, somebody would try and cook a souffle and it wouldn't rise or whatever. You know, that was, (laughs) wow, that's funny. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, but this restaurant has savoury souffles Mm. and sweet souffles and I I went there once. Mm. And that's interesting because mainly that meal consists of air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's most of what you're consuming is air. Yeah, they've, abso- they've a- absolutely done you there, haven't they? Well, no, but it's like flavoured air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's air and egg, isn't it? I suppose yeah, it's I, some egg. I love a good souffle. Do you? Yeah, I've talked on the podcast before about being taught to make a, a ras- raspberry souffle mm. uh, in Edinburgh by Mark Greenaway. Yeah, and he's still got a restaurant in Edinburgh. And every time I go, there's a different flavour souffle on the d- dessert menu, and I have to have it. It did a sticky toffee one last time, and oh, it was man. exceptional. Mm. What souffle do you remember eating in this restaurant in Paris? It was a, a cheese one. Yeah. And then after, it, you could have one that they set on fire. So a flambe you know, souffle? Yeah. It was oh, like, wow. you were getting everything there. That's amazing. Yeah. You're getting every, yeah. all the French stuff all yeah. in one. Yeah. That was <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, old French experience, yeah. the flambe souffle. Flambe souffle. I mean, I, I'd say that for a man who's scared of mice, you're playing with fire quite frequently. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing gigs where you're fogging the stage with cheese. Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting the cheese souffle. These mice are going to come flocking. Oh, right, you're right, yeah. Maybe cheese plays too big a part in my life. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking out for you, worried about it. So is it any of those you're going to choose as your main course? Do you think the sou- cheese souffle would be the, would be the winner? Because actually, more than any other guests we've had, I sense that... You don't really want to commit to one. Just, do you not like choosing one? It's almost one? like I'm just looking at the menu isn't it, and thinking. Yeah, about you're like, it. I yeah. don't know if I want if I want this one. No, I, I think I what that. what I will plump for. Yeah, is the thing that I had not that long ago. It's up on Holloway Road. There's this cafe, but I can't remember the name of it. And they had a vegan kebab. Now you wouldn't think that was possible, would you? No, but it is. <laughs> and uh, I don't really know what the pretend Donna meat was, mm. but it was tasty. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe I'd go for that. It, it is pretty tasty. I think uh, the vegan meat substitutes are better when they're doing an impersonation of bad meat. Mm-hmm. So with things like Donna, like I prefer to eat a, a vegan Donna than because normal Donnas don't really taste like meat anyway, like from your bog standard kebab shop. So yeah. eating like a vegan Donna feels like a weird treat, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting that they thought of doing that because, like you say, it's the bottom of the yeah. meat eating food chain, isn't it? So, how much kind of glory are you going to get for making yeah. that? But yeah. it was good. It's an amazing celeriac shawarma at a place called Rovi in London. And, and there's, is it called Beelzebab in Brighton? Is that what it's called? Beelzebab? I hope so. It's called something like that because it's like, it's kind of, they've taken the fact that most of their meat is Satan. Yeah. And then they've made the name ah. as junk food and then they made the name something like Beelzebub. I That's think it's good. Beelzebub. Well, there's Temple of Satan in, in London. There's a few of those. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which are like the vegan fried chicken restaurants. Mm-hmm. But I pref- I think I prefer Beelzebub as a name. Yeah. They're taking it I one think, step I think further. that's what it's called. But like, they do good kebab, kind of, yeah, Donna vegan stuff. Pretty you great. What's the name of it? EZ and Moss. Thinks Benito. That could, yeah, that could be it. Did you have any sauce on this? Um, it did have this whitish kind of... Garlicky? It was a bit, yeah. yeah. I got told that when I went home. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
and, and your side dish is this going to be from a completely different school of fish? Probably. I'm all over the place. Aren't <laughs> I? <laughs> I love how many choices there are. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff well, I, like. I like. Oh, yeah. Well, best side dishes I've come across recently. Well, I went to a restaurant in Margate called Sargasso, I think it was called. And they had these kind of Parmesan fritter things. They were like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you've ever had profiteroles at the end of a meal, you know, that like round ball-y type things. Yeah. But they were cheese. I'm obsessed, aren't you? Let's face it. I didn't realise it. I've got a problem. Can we not turn this into some kind of like self-help kind of thing of how you can wean me off? (laughs) They were good. Or a Yorkshire pudding, because Mm. I am from Yorkshire. And that's one thing. I mean, you were talking about souffle. Yorkshire pudding is related to a souffle in some way, isn't it? I mean, it it rises, hopefully. Yeah. I was kind of embarrassed I didn't know how to make one. So it's over the last kind of four or five years I've been persevering. And now I'd say I'm not bad. So I love Yorkshire pudding. Mm. Ed famously has gone on the record many times saying like that he hates pudding. them. Really? And no. I, and it's, a very, it, it's a surprisingly controversial hates. viewpoint. Yeah, because it's, not it's wrong. Guys. Well, yeah, I, well, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's just wrong, but I, it's it surprises me in that. It's not got a strong flavour or anything. So what is it that you particularly object to? It takes up a lot of real estate on a plate and it's not got a strong flavour. So it doesn't earn its place for the amount of space it takes up Uh, on the plate. But if you were to fill it with gravy? Mm. Yes, and then I'd slurp the gravy out of it like it's a big goblet. (laughs) Okay. And then it goes soggy at the bottom. Yeah, but that. Yeah, nice well, you know, obviously, you, obviously, you two have, have discussed this at length. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you're, ne- not... you're never going to change your mind, are you? Really? <laughs> but then, you know, you're a very reasonable man, Jarvis. I know James was trying to rile you up. Yeah, uh, trying to, to get sort you of physically attacked. Well, you, you, you know, I am from Yorkshire, so yeah, you're basically listen. committing a heresy <laughs> by, by, by saying that. <laughs> we haven't had someone from Yorkshire like step in, weigh in on this mm. on the podcast yet. We haven't had that. No. That's why I'm taking the opportunity now to like. We've actually got a Yorkshireman who can say, mm. "Well, that you're dissing my you're my dissing national it. dish." Yeah. <laughs> Although I have I have dissed one of your national dishes. What's that? Uh, Henderson's relish, Hendo's, yo Hendo's. Oh, I've, I've dissed that on stage in Sheffield and got in trouble. Yeah, I bet. Did they chuck, did they chuck bottles at you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time, um, I didn't know what it was. Right. And I was doing a some routine about sauces and condiments. That's the kind of comedian I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and someone shouted out Hendo's, and I was like, what's that? And then they started getting very annoyed. I didn't know what it was. But um, in a good-natured way, told me what it was. Well, first of all, I said, what is it? Mm. And they said, it's not Liam Perrins. And that was, that was how they chose to first of all describe yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's understandable because it's the same colour and, and the bottle is just pretty much the same shape. So. Yeah, and it tastes the same. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Now this no that, that and you know you must because you must have been made to try it. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't taste the same. Liam Perrins is 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 it's almost like a chili sauce. It's quite uh, hot. Uh-huh. But um Henderson's relish is much mellower than that. It's just got a flavour, a particular flavour, yeah. What would you use Henderson's relish for? What's Hendo's going on? It's very versatile. Um <laughs> it it but it often is in a chip shop in um you go in a good chip shop in Sheffield, it would be there, you know, next to the vinegar and that, and it's very good on some uh, mushy peas. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, it, it melds with that in a in a kind of magical way. It's nice on chips as well, yeah. Would you put it on a Yorkshire pudding to have the the ultimate Yorkshire treat? Yeah. Uh, you could. You could. You, you could do that. 
Yeah. It's very versatile. Yeah. You, you tempted to go ultimate Yorkshire for your side dish here and go um, <laughs> Yorkshire pudding covered in Hendo's relish? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> One of the last times I was up in Sheffield, there was this band. They, they kind of do, um, you know, they play known songs, but they change the lyrics mm-hmm. to reflect Yorkshire things. Mm-hmm. And one was, they were, they did a song about Henderson's Relish. Great. But uh, it was to the tune of um, Coldplay's Yellow. And it goes, <laughs> and it were all endos. <laughs> the best one that they did that night was, you know, Depeche Mode's, uh, they did that version of Your Own Personal Jesus. Yeah. Well, no, they wrote that song, didn't they? Um, and, and theirs was... Fine collection of cheeses. <laughs> oh dear! Okay. Oh no, it's bad. Oh no, yeah. 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 no, you're thinking about cheeses. A lot of my family live in Sheffield, and they're big uh, Sheffield United fans. Oh dear! And uh, oh dear. apologies. Uh, and I went to I went to a game with them once, and it might have been the same band. There was a cover of Penny Lane on, but they changed it to Bramble Lane. All oh, right, yeah, um, it could be them. They yeah. called the uh, Heavily Pregnant Brothers. <laughs> I think I would have remembered that. <laughs> Dream drink, which I, I've got a prediction. I've, I know what the dream drink's going to be. I've got no prediction. I'm going with the flow. Um, yeah, well, I think it's going to be Jarvis. All right, well, don't. <laughs> what, you're trying, are you trying to kind of, like, beam it into my mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, in a restaurant, I would drink wine. Uh-huh. And again, in this place I went to in Margate, they had orange wine. Mm. And uh, I thought, hmm, not heard of that. So I tried it and... Um, I thought that was really good, so I would probably go with that. Yeah. Do you was that, that what that was, you were thinking? That what I was thinking. Do you remember oh. what sort of orange wine it was? Do you remember the particular orange wine that you had in Margate? Delicious. Delicious orange wine. <laughs> yeah. It's the dream restaurant. It was, it say it that was delicious. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I can't remember. I think it was from France. Yes. That narrows it down a it's bit, always a good it? bet. <laughs> it's a bit of a revelation. Orange I think wine, it was made it? from right. grapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grapes were involved yeah, at some I think point. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marmalade grapes. <laughs> and that's what orange wine tastes like. Liquid marmalade, the real good stuff. No, no. Yeah, that's no. what I think. No, I that's, think that's I'm, like I'm dessert drinking, wine. I'm drinking you're, liquid marmalade. No, orange wine, you're thinking, sometimes the really funky stuff tastes like a sort of farm, it's got that farmyardy flavour, really sort of organic tasting. Yeah, yeah. It was it was dry, it wasn't yeah. sweet or anything, and it, uh, yeah, it was good. I thought you were going to choose a cup of Welcome to the Peppermint Jungle. Ah, oh, tea. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a nice idea. That would be more after the meal. But you're referring to the fact that, that when I released, well, when Jarvis, which I've got a group which confusingly has my name, but it is actually a band. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when we released our last album, we did a collaboration with a tea company, uh, Dragonfly Teas, and they did this mint blend tea, which ended up being called Peppermint Jungle. And uh, I was really pleased with that because, I mean, apart from the thought that it tasted nice... Then they allowed us to like put a line from the from some of the songs on the tab, you know, because like you know when you get that yogi tea and it'll have like something like you know, the highest ad- achievement is calm or something like you know I don't know. <laughs> they say things like that. Yeah, yeah. it's quite. I like the fact that you make your cup of tea and then you look at that and think, oh yeah, yeah, more a more chill that version of the penguin joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, or, or or like getting a. A fortune cooking, yeah. you know, you will have a long life or whatever. Nice nice idea. So I, I, I guess they're called affirmations, aren't they, or whatever. So they're on the tab. So I, I was very happy with that. 
Um, have you tried uh, peppermint jungle tea? Yeah, I was I was visiting Adam Betts. All right, yeah, uh, at his home, and uh, he's like uh, running me down the selection of stuff that he had. And he said, and this is like, you know, it's, it's fine. he told me the story behind it. I was like, I'll try that. Obviously, Adam was drinking like a crate of vodka or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, yeah, I, I, I was having I had a lovely uh, peppermint jungle tea. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. But yeah, as I say, I think that's, it's nice to have a, a mint tea at the end of a meal. Mm-hmm. That kind of. Yeah. Settles the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's my favourite thing. I, 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 next time we do our dream menu. Don't point menus, at me. Why are you pointing at me? Because I should have done, last time it, <laughs> we, we, Ed and I did our dream menus on here once, and I should have said, and maybe I did say it, but I should have said that for the end I want fresh mint tea because that is my favourite way to end a meal. No, I think you said it's, at the end of the meal we go and sit by the fire together and get hammered. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but like uh, <laughs> I think having a fresh mint tea at the end mm. of the meal is the best. So good. I prefer the orange wine choice. Yeah, I think sure. the orange wine is a great is a great choice, and also it still freaks people out. If I've got a bottle of orange wine and I'm like have a look at this and pour it in. It's like you've done some sort of magic. They don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. So I suppose I chose it because of the novelty value. I thought, oh, I've never heard of orange wine yeah. before, but then it actually tasted really good. Because sometimes red wine, I like red wine, but you, you do run the risk of falling asleep before the end of the meal if you have too much, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. White wine can be a bit, like, mm, vinegary. Yeah. yeah. I've had grey wine. What? What? Yeah. It wasn't really grey. <laughs> it was like... Uh, it's like a really pale rosé. Really? Do they yeah. call it grey wine? Yeah, well, Van Gris, yeah. It oh. was in, somebody took me to Tangier once. They had it there. There you, you go, grey wine. Tra- you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. grey wine. I think your first glass of rosé is the best glass of rosé you'll ever have, and it never is as mm. nice as that ever again, is that I, di- I disagree. <laughs> the first time I had a rosé, I was like, wow, this is a game changer. Yeah, but you just got to make sure it stays cold. Yeah. Even to the extent that maybe you might ask for some ice cubes so you can keep putting them in, but then sometimes you get funny looks for that. Like, <laughs> whatever, but yeah, it's got to be cold, otherwise it's it's not so good. I love it. I think the first rosé I had was probably quite bad, and now mm. you get the good stuff. I hate to be basic about this, but Whispering Angel. As I don't even know what that is. The sun comes out, I have my first bottle of Whispering Angel of the season. It's Whispering Angel Day, I shout. What? What's this? It's Whispering Angel Day. Uh, this is the first time on the podcast the, I've not understood the, a word you're saying. The angel goes, shh. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's the name the of it. The sun comes up and you say, it's Whispering Angel Day. It's known as, as Lady Petrol, that. <laughs> <laughs> and it revs this lady up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this lady starts chugging. Eddie Petrol. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is it? So, oh, sorry, there's, there's, a day, type of... there's a day each year where you wake up and when the sun well, no, comes up. Just when you... it feels summery, that first day where it feels oh, okay. a bit summery. Okay. And then, you know, I've got to buy, buy some Whispering Angel, get it out of yeah. the fridge on, like, a hot day, doing a barbecue or whatever, pour yeah. a glass of Whispering Angel, I'm like, summer's begun. Oh, right. The angels are whispering. Is there mm. a food or drink that makes you feel like summer's begun, Jarvis? An ice cream. Yeah. You know, like that Good on you. draft ice cream, I call yeah. it. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, it isn't, obviously, but, you know, that yeah. Just, pfft, yeah. comes out of the thing, yeah. You know why that? makes such sense to me the draft ice cream because it reminds me of the Boddington's adverts do you want a flake in that love uh, oh, do you want a flake in that yeah. love I was about to say that as yeah. well before yeah, yeah. I, as soon as you said draft I thought do you want a flake it in was that Melanie love? Sykes wasn't Melanie it Melanie Sykes yeah mm. do you want a flake in that love yeah do you remember, you remember, do you remember do you want a flake I, I, in that I know love? what you're saying <laughs> yeah 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 I know what you're saying yeah <laughs> so I mean moving on maybe to your dream dessert mm. is ice cream featuring yeah again I've got um, I've got a few options here. The most unusual dessert I came across was yeah. in a restaurant in 
New York that isn't there anymore. There was a place called the Four Seasons, and it was quite an amazing place. You know, quite quite kind of sophisticated, loads of like mid-century art on the wall. Very, but then when it square came square plates, to, not square plates. No, no way. No, I wouldn't have been in there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the dessert was uh, candy floss. Oh. That was their speciality. Was like a, a, a kind of uh, when I first saw you know it being taken over to somebody, I thought, what the hell's that? Because you see this big kind of like dome of strange looking stuff, and it was it was candy floss. Yeah. Just candy floss. Candy floss. Well, with kind of like some dark bits in it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean they call Delicious. it cotton candy, don't they? Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know how that had evolved, but that was their kind of signature dessert. I wouldn't choose that. Mm. I just wanted to show off and say that yeah, I'd yeah, been in a restaurant that had, that had candy, candy floss. floss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound good. There was an episode of um, Walking Dead the other day, yeah. where uh, which is a um, I, I hate it, The Walking Dead, and I've watched every episode. And uh, there was an episode where a little girl tries candy floss for the first time. She's been born in the zombie apocalypse. She's never had candy floss before. Uh, uh, then she ends up in a, some settlement where somehow they've managed to make candy floss. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's it. I mean, that's the first priority. Isn't yeah. It, yeah. It? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and she tries it and her eyes nearly pop out of her head. How delicious it is. She can't mm. believe it. But um, everything about the show annoys me these days. So as soon as she acted all wild for the candy floss. I was like, oh, shut up. Stop it. Stop eating I, the goddamn candy floss I'd now. say surely one of the only benefits of a zombie apocalypse is kids don't get addicted to refined sugar, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 It's get really healthy. And and everyone has a chance to be a bit more healthy and not yeah. have things like candy floss knocking around. No. They no. finally found just a settlement that is just like anywhere else. They, they managed to keep the zombies out. I have seen the first two seasons of that show. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every season they find somewhere that's just like everywhere else and it turns out that it's a bit weird. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, for a while there was a, there was a period of time where it was it was one of the best TV shows I'd ever seen, and now it is an absolute joke. <laughs> and because it's the final season, I'm like, well, I better just finish it. Yeah, but it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great. But to be I can't join in here because I've it. not watched it. If you're scared of mice, don't watch this. It's like <laughs> zombies are even more scary. You don't want to see. You don't it. see a zombie don't scuttling don't across an exit side. What would be your? Have you binged any TV shows during uh, the pandemic or anything like that that you would say? Well, I was a bit behind the curve, I suppose, because uh, myself and my girlfriend we watched The Sopranos because I'd never seen that when it yeah. first came out. I've never seen it. And now we've got a dog called Tony. Great, amazing. <laughs> because. <laughs> We got the dog not long after we'd finished watching it, and so yeah. we were still obsessed with Tony Soprano. So now the dog's <laughs> got to kind of live up to that name. What breed of dog is it? It's a Chihuahua. Yeah, that's so, a... The, the most opposite from Tony Soprano you could possibly be as a dog. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's making a good effort. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jarvis, I'd absolutely love to see you walking a Chihuahua. Yeah. That's a bit close to a mouse, though. You want to be careful. No, no. He's, he's quite. If you see that at the corner of your eye, I'll show you a picture of him later. Yeah. Uh, but to go back to the dessert, I know this sounds boring, but rice pudding is nice. Now, I flipped out at a guest in the past for having rice pudding. I, 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 Sorry. I don't feel, no, just so you know. I wouldn't I, have I, jam in it. I feel absolutely fine about it now, but I know that I'll be called a hypocrite by the listeners. For yeah, not going. come on then, so tell no, me, gonna. tell me uh, what, what's... Well, bearing in mind, the guest who chose it last time, mm. her main course was a ploughman's lunch. 
right, and I'd okay. already got annoyed about how bland the ploughman's lunch was as a main course, mm. and then the dessert being a rice pudding pushed me over the edge. Right. So it's more that I was I was teetering already rather than <laughs> yeah, the rice pudding it. on its own annoying me because I do enjoy a rice pudding. I quite enjoy a rice pudding. I'll as actually well. buy uh, one of those Muller cold rice puddings from the shop. So I, I forget they exist. You know, mm. you know, the, the, the Muller pots of rice pudding that's got like might have some jam in it. Yeah, and I completely forget about them. And then every now and again you see them, remember they exist, and get really excited, and I'll buy usually the vanilla one if it's there, it's got like a custody kind of thing in it. And they are they are good. Mm. So I'm not gonna manufacture the rage. I, I also enjoy uh, now and again if we get um a delivery from the Turkish restaurant around the corner from us, they'll throw in a rice pudding. Oh really? Uh and as in, in in a pot and then pour it on top of everything. Um but it's got like cinnamon on top and stuff. Yeah, and it's nice. really rich and tasty. Are you yeah. thinking cold rice pudding or hot rice no, pudding? No, I'm glad you've asked me that question. <laughs> I would prefer to go with hot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think cold can work. Yeah. It can work. <laughs> but I think uh, hot is is more interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the cinnamon, and maybe there could be a couple of raisins in there. Yeah. What yeah. about that? Just yeah. a couple? Good. So you're playing Hunt the Raisin? Three or four. <laughs> Why not go crazy? It's a dream restaurant. Yeah. Caviar, maybe. No. <laughs> no. Oh, God, that would be horrible. You wouldn't like that. No, that would make it like that. What's that stuff? Uh, you sometimes have it in a Chinese restaurant. Is it called congee? Congee, yeah, yeah, like a rice porridge, right? We played in Hong Kong once, and and, and we encountered that there. Yeah. Somebody compared. I'm not even going to say what they compared. It, <laughs> <laughs> we could use our imaginations. Yeah. You yeah. can imagine some 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 male fluid. <laughs> I think saying that is worse than actually just saying the word. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not, not going to say it. I'd rather, said, I'd rather you just said a bowl of cum than male fluid. Male fluid. <laughs> Tiptoeing around it and then saying male fluid. Was um, when you encountered it, was someone making it just off stage while you were playing? No. Yeah. No. Alex James again. <laughs> Fogging the stage with his scent. He's fogged many a stage, Alex. So, uh, is it rice pudding you're going to go with, with the cinnamon and the raisins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Do you want a little, sometimes when you get rice pudding in a restaurant, they might put a little biscuit with it or something, or a shortbread mm. or something crunchy on the side. Would you like anything on the no, side of your... No, no, no. no. Don't I mean, they can put it there, but I'll just leave it. <laughs> yeah. It would be weird to pick that for your dream meal for them to put something on the side and then just leave it. But, you know, the thing is, I've chosen these these things for a meal, but what I generally like is when somebody else chooses a food. <laughs> right. You know, like when you go out, especially if there's a lot of you, and you're thinking, you have got this rigmarole of like, oh, he's having that. Oil. And then you've got to think, oh, maybe they're going to order something better than mm-hmm. what I'm going to yeah. order. So then if somebody just goes, I've been here before, this is good, this is good, this is good, and then it just all comes. Yeah. The t- and then that's great. Yeah. And then maybe you might discover something that you've never eaten before. Yeah. And so I really like that. I don't consider myself to be, you know, somebody who knows a lot about food. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've only really started to learn about it a bit since I've been going out with my girlfriend because she's really into food, so yeah. she's kind of educated me mm-hmm. a bit. And as I say, I, I don't think music and food go together. So it's always good when somebody kind of teaches you something about it or you discover something new. How far before a gig will you eat? Oh, that's a good question. You've got to leave at least two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Fully digest. Oh, God, because it's horrible if you go on stage and, and you uh, and you feel like you, you jump up and down, you, you're going to feel 
bilious or yeah. something. It's horrible. Yeah. It's it just, nice it just feels sluggish if, you've, if yeah. you've eaten too near to going on stage. Yeah. I feel the same. James will eat walking on stage. Yeah. Really? And you've eaten on stage before as well, haven't you? I've eaten on stage, yeah. And just like, I, I, I have no... Uh, no boundaries. Respect for my craft or my audience <laughs> or uh, no boundaries or anymore. Uh, yeah, no. Because people I, will I, leave I, you ice cream on the stage and stuff, right? Yeah, people sometimes because I go on about how much I like ice cream, especially mm. on this podcast. I'll you turn up somewhere and walk on stage and they've left like a, a tub of Ben and Jerry's and a spoon on there or something like that, and just think pretty funny just to eat it while I'm, while I'm doing my show. <laughs> well, that would I, see. I would find that very disturbing mm-hmm. because. I'd be aware all the way through the concert or the or the performance that yeah. it was melting. Yeah. And yeah, you're thinking, exactly. oh, what a waste that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've had that on as a TV show where, what was that Big Fat Quiz of the Year? And, they, and it's such a long record that they go, you can have some food if you want. And I've said a tub of ice cream just for a joke. And then they have it in the freezer bag. But it's you look in it and it really is melting fast. So I've eaten an entire tub of ice cream like really quick, like peanut butter Ben and Jerry's. And then I, I felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> I, I was just sit, sitting there like everything was like going, speeded up and slowing down and I couldn't really keep up with the quiz anymore because yeah. I'd really gone too too hard on the ice cream. So, yeah. yeah. Because people used to throw jelly babies on the stage when the Beatles played, supposedly. Right. I've, I've read that in a book somewhere. I think once in an interview they'd said that they liked jelly babies yeah. so then people and that's it, copped then. them on stage. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, I don't think we've ever had food thrown on stage. No. And I wouldn't eat it anyway. No, it's that odd thing, isn't it? Is it a food delivered by a complete stranger that you've not asked for? Yeah, I mean, nowadays I might not eat it, maybe. I don't know. Especially ice melted, melted ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Well, for a while, people would put whole cabbages on stage when I was doing gigs. Cause Is that If a really? running joke with something that happened to me. And uh, maybe this was quite wasteful, I shouldn't have done it, but I would just kick them off the stage. And <laughs> well, That could be dangerous, because a, a, a cabbage is quite a dense... Yeah. yeah. You sure it wasn't a lettuce? A no, lettuce a would be safe. Cabbage could, a lettuce would explode, somebody. it would be quite nice. Yeah, but cabbage, yeah. I'd just football kick it you'd off. Yeah, you'd, you'd have that as a starter, you, wouldn't you? I could kick it into the wings. I wouldn't kick it into the audience, Jarvis. Oh, right, good. Could I say, a cabbage oh, coming at you yeah. full, full, full speed. Yeah, no. Like, no if you've got that, looking at a that could break your nose. That's a broken nose if you get a cabbage full pace. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> good I'm glad and I'm kicking glad. them into the wings but oh, I stopped okay. doing that when I walked on stage once there was a cabbage there I kicked it into the wings and then someone on the front row burst into tears and walked out because they put the cabbage there and thought <laughs> it would be a nice fun little joke oh. and uh, they, didn't like, they didn't like my reaction so I felt pretty bad about that yep your audience are pathetic Jarvis <laughs> <laughs> I want to read your menu back to you now see how you feel about it I'll probably feel like instant indigestion or something but yeah go on okay you would like Lightly sparkling water, the perfect amount of bubbles in there. Mm. Problems of red, you want Melba toast with a tiny scraping of butter. Starter, shrimp cocktail. Main course, a vegan kebab from the place on Holloway Road. Side dish, ultimate Yorkshire. Yorkshire pudding with Henderson's relish. Drink, orange wine and dessert, a rice pudding with cinnamon and raisins. And yeah. then maybe a mint tea. Yeah, I think mint tea, mint we, tea. Yeah, we, I think we've got to uh, round it all off with that. Yeah. And that'll the, sort any Welcome to the peppermint jungle up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you feel good about that? Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. that's okay. I think yeah. it felt okay. Yeah. I know, I'm very I'm I'm, very, I'm, I'm satisfied. I feel quite satisfied. I'd like that. <laughs> I'm memory. imagining that I've eaten it. You feel good, you don't feel too but you're not you wouldn't do no, a gig. I feel good. You just go yeah. home. Might go to a disco. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. 
to, if you want to go to there a disco. There aren't any discos anymore, though, are there? I have to get you some boiling the bag cod before you go to the disco. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. <laughs> no, that's, that's, even that's, more. A, that's a rave. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, don't, we don't know the difference. Look at us. Let's we don't know the difference between a rave and a disco. <laughs> Squares. Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Jarvis. Well, thanks. Thank thanks. You. Thank you for uh, the, the service was impeccable. I'll be leaving it here. Well, there we are. Jarvis Cocker, James. Wow, we did it. We did it, man. We interviewed Jarvis Cocker and it was great. And he didn't say cold spinach leaves once, as was our fear. No, we were very scared it was going to be cold spinach leaves for every course. We'd have to chuck him out and we wouldn't get to interview Jarvis Cocker. But But we did and he was lovely and it was great and I loved it. I loved it too. His book is out on the 26th of May. It's called Good Good Pop, Pop, Bad Bad Pop. Pop. Very difficult to say because my, my mouth goes for cop. Yeah. I know that's the pun. Yep. But my mouth is so used to saying good cop, bad cop. Yeah, you say it a lot. Good pop, bad pop. We say it whenever we're going to interview someone. We yeah. say good cop, bad bad cop. No, we what? say good cop, bad pop, what? don't we? What? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but that is being published by Vintage and it's out on the 26th of May and I cannot wait to read it. Brilliant. Let's not forget that my tour is happening in the autumn again. I've done the first leg. I'm doing another leg, James. Ed Gamble Electric. EdGamble.co.uk for tickets. Including, if you live in London, I am doing a show at the Hammersmith Apollo on October 22nd. And you would be most welcome to that. Yes, absolutely. And also, I'll be touring Scandinavia in September. Thanks again to Jarvis Cocker for coming on the podcast. We will see you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy... Oh, um, there's another There's a, uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon. It's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But, yeah, again, no pressure. But, um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>